So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 wait. There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing, usually it's pretty nerdy. Nerd! And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy? Yes. There are drop-ins. And we love having guests on the show. It's the shared desk after all. And if it's Katie or Lauren, you get some lovely singing as well. So find The Shared Desk on iTunes, Stitcher, or at thesharedesk.com. The Shared Desk. Two writers. One podcast. Different different points points of view. Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where... Ben. And Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on tggeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 106 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Amanda Finnerin from Costumers for a Cause. How are you? Good. I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, for giving up a little bit of your Sunday morning for us. No problem. Before we get too far into our um, conversation about costumers for our cause, which I'm really excited to learn all about, um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you? Well, I'm Amanda. I am from Minnesota, born and raised. I'm really excited because today we're getting a high of 16 degrees. So uh, (laughs) I might actually be able to go outside. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how you guys deal with the numbers that low. Like that's crazy. Cause I'm in Southern California. So I'm like, I don't, I don't understand these numbers. <laughs> See, and I always think of it as we have these really low numbers, but I don't have to deal with giant bugs. This is true. So I'm in favor of that. <laughs> that's what I like. Um, I do have a husband and we are raising a little girl to be a future nerd. She is well on her way in that manner. Excellent. And I work for uh, Target headquarters, so go shop at Target. (laughs) (laughs) Target saved me this uh, holiday season because I ordered a lot of stuff. Uh, My husband and I said we were going to just do um, like a minimum purchase for each other because we were making some furniture purchases for the home, so we weren't going to get each other much. But um, Amazon (laughs) messed up, and none of my stuff for him arrived. Oh, no. So Christmas Eve, <laughs> good old Target nice. to get some, some little replacement gifts till the stuff turned in. Nice. And they're getting a lot more nerdy, too. And yes. even in their women's and kids apparel, they're really they're finally embracing the nerdy stuff. Which is good. It's I don't know how you couldn't nowadays. Yeah. No, you can't get around it. Well, what um, speaking of, of nerdy areas, what are your areas of geekitude? What do you enjoy geeking out about? So my main nerdy things are like Star Wars and Harry Potter. Um, I really like Game of Thrones, the sort of things where it's not just a movie, but it's also a movie, a book. Uh, there's podcasts about it. There's people who dress up and geek out together. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I really like. Nice. I, I was also a theater nerd, 
which is why I like Wonderful. getting together with a bunch of nerds because that's all you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but everything I do kind of revolves around costuming. I love making costumes. I've been making costumes since before I had ever heard the word cosplay. Um, just since a kid, I loved sewing. And I've also picked up uh, leather tooling now. Which is, oh, nice. Yeah, it's very fun and it's very easy. And you make stuff and it looks just absolutely amazing. It's so cool. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I'm a I'm a drama teacher, so I have a, a very great respect for people who can costume. It's one of the few places I, I tried to be when I was going through college uh, a theater generalist and get as much knowledge about as many aspects of it as possible. But <laughs> I didn't get a lot of, of costuming experience, so I rely on people who know what they're doing a lot more than I do. <laughs> well, and most of my theater background is definitely backstage. I didn't spend very much time on stage. So I like the prop making, the costuming. I even dabbled in the lighting, but I'm afraid of heights, so that doesn't work very well. Oh, no. I I, I did lights in college for, for my job. And, uh, and yeah, hanging off a balcony with uh, a little piece of, uh, of fabric holding you onto the, the not, not a fun thing. <laughs> not a fun thing. But I actually, because I, I went in as an acting major and they actually kicked me out of a prop making class because they're like, you're an acting major. And I'm like, yes, but I like tech class. No, get out of this class. Go register for something else. Oh, funny. Uh, well, that's cool. So you have, you enjoy um, Harry Potter, and do you do you tend to to lean towards more fantasy than sci-fi, or more just uh, not stuff that's based on novels than like video games? I like it all. Nice. I'm not even much of a comic book reader, but I love the Marvel movies, especially the uh, the TV series uh, that they have on Netflix. All mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. stuff. Love Jessica Jones and all of those guys. I just. Love that stuff. Very cool. Now, are there area, any areas where your geekitude is low, where you don't so much enjoy them? I do not get into um, Supernatural, and I've never seen an episode of Stranger Things. Because oh, okay. I am very much afraid of my own shadow. Like, the weeping angels in Doctor Who is about as scary as I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty creepy. They're very creepy. And for about a week, you're just watching over your back to look for any statues. Right, right. So, yeah, no, I don't get into the horror stuff very much. That's not okay. my thing. Yeah, my my husband's not so much into that either. Although he did, he really did enjoy Stranger Things. He was kind of surprised because it was a little creepier the second season, and uh, and he enjoyed it quite a bit. So, I might try I guess to it's force. Just, I might try to force myself to watch it. Yeah, because the kids are so adorable. It kind of counteracts the creepy. Nice. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Now, of all of these things, um, do you have a favorite fandom? Do you have something that kind of stands out for you as the the epitome of your geekiness? Star Wars. Definitely. That's Definitely. awesome. It's not even a competition at all. I love Star Wars. And it's because, you know, I said I like things that have the whole package. Star Wars is the epitome of having the whole package. You have books, comic books, movies, TV shows, people in costume. You you can write your own fanfic so easily with this and you can create your own characters and it's just, there's so much depth to the story. Um, I mean, to the point where one of my costumes is Akmina from the holiday special. Okay. (laughs) Very few people know who that is. Uh, She was played by B Arthur. That's who I thought I like. I've seen the holiday special and I assumed that would happen because I'm like, Human-looking characters. It has to be the B. Arthur yeah. character. <laughs> so I have this character, and they even just wrote a new book, and she's featured in it, and it's the most amazing thing ever. And it's just this uh, the Star Wars universe is just always growing, always connecting. And I, I, I think I saw um, the last movie five times in theaters. Oh wow. I just love it so much. And then, of course, I do a lot of costuming with it, too, because you have the 501st and the Rebel Legion, which are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. international organizations. But then locally, we have the Minnesota Force. And oh, and then my daughter's in the Galactic Academy, which is the kid version of 501st and Rebel Legion. 
that was actually started by Peter Mayhew. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's adorable. Now, I've heard of the 501st, but um, what's the Rebel Legion? The Rebel Legion is the good guy equivalent to the 501st. So they have the same basis of having everyone has screen accurate costumes Mm -hmm. and you go out and you do charitable events. It's just the good guys instead of the bad guys. And does it have to be like uh, pilots? And I mean, there's not I feel I always feel like the Rebel Legion has a lot more diversity in their costuming. So Mm -hmm. do they have to be within like uniforms or? So you can do it two ways. You can either like if you wanted to be Obi-Wan Kenobi, you can make an Obi-Wan Kenobi costume. Or if you wanted to be a generic Jedi, they have an outline of you need to have this many food cylinders or you could have this pouch like that sort of thing. Gotcha. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, well, that's really very cool. Fun. Um, and so I, you've said that you enjoyed the um the latest film. I know there's been a lot of controversy around the latest film. Did you feel like it was um, you know what what drew you to to watch it five times? <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, what helps is that the first few times are free because I go with all those costuming organizations. Um, so the fact that I didn't have to pay for it five times really helps me see it five times. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you know, the first time I saw it, I liked it. I, Mm -hmm. I wasn't one of the people that left the theater saying this is my all time favorite. It beats everything because nothing will beat empire strikes back. And, uh, but then every time I saw it after that, I liked it more and more. And I still cry every time I see it. I cry a little bit less now, but I still cry mm-hmm. and I still laugh. And it's just, uh, I thought it was fabulous. And of course, there's a few parts I don't like, but right. has anyone ever seen a movie where they like every single part of it? This is true. This is true. Are you, have you, have you weighed in on, uh, on Mary Poppins Leia? <laughs> I hate that it got dubbed Mary Poppins Leia. And I feel like I'm blaming that on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because Mary Poppins is just so stuck in our head right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I definitely would have called it Superman Leia. That's true. That's a good uh, that's a good um, a good replacement. And I mean, she does have kind of the umbrella forward hand, but that could also be the Superman forward thing. So yeah. maybe that's what I will start referring to it as. Cause I haven't loved it either. Cause I don't know where that, I don't know who called her that first. And I, that worries me. And I think it's just because someone was moving through space and they're like, Oh, they did that in guardians. Let's call it Mary Poppins. But mm-hmm. anyways, that's just semantics and grammar. But anyways, I, I was okay with it. Because she's always been force sensitive, and we've we've always known that she's force sensitive, right? And she's been a character that I followed closely in the original um, books. I forget what we call it the the legends or something now. Oh, the, the yeah, the legacy or yeah, there we go, legacy. Yeah, and she was definitely force sensitive. So I guess I was just already used to her being able to use the force. So for me, mm-hmm. it just seem natural and i guess the people who weren't reading the books and keeping in on that might have stood out more for them yeah yeah i i'm very interested i hope at some point in the future they release the script that they were planning on shooting for the ninth movie mm-hmm. because obviously that has to change with carrie fisher passing away yeah but um but it really, I really hope that they do something to uh, to let us know what their their plans were because I'm just fascinated by what changes they would have to make to completely write out a character mm-hmm. that yeah, it just to me it seems kind of kind of nuts. So I, I'd be very curious. I hope hopefully one day they'll say here here's what we were originally going to do just just so you know. Yeah, because they've given very few hints as to what they even had to change. Because I've heard mm-hmm. them say. Oh, nothing has to change, but something has to change. Yeah, they definitely. They were really planning on just writing her off and not showing her in the ninth movie, because I don't think they ended episode eight in a way where you could just do that easily. No, no, not at all, not at all. And uh, and yeah, I mean, from everything I've heard, they were supposed to, you know, the oh, this is spoilers, by the way. I apologize <laughs> if people are like, oh, wait, we didn't see it yet. It's it's been a good month and a half so yeah no, <laughs> there's been game. time 
Yeah. Um, I, I know that they said, you know, Han was going out in the first and uh, Luke was going out in the second and Leia was going out in the third. So there's yeah. got to be some, they, they had something planned for. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Well, very cool. Now, is there anything out there that you're a big fan of, but not a lot of people are, and they just should be, you know, I was trying to think of something and the best I could come up with was sports because so I'm actually really into baseball and you can get really nerdy into baseball and I'm not even talking like fantasy or anything like that. The statistics of baseball is just amazing because you have this huge, now I'm getting into math nerdy kind of stuff. (laughs) You have just this huge sample set of data and just all of the cool things that have happened within it. And, and if you look outside the numbers and look at the history of it and just with things like the Negro league and the social justice going on with that. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so interesting, but I feel like so many nerds are just like, Nope. When I was a kid, jocks hated me. So now I hate sports. It's like, we can get past that. I I completely agree. I, I was saying, I think even on my last episode that I had to have a little bit of a, uh, paradigm shift because this this show is supposed to be about bringing people together about what they like and what they love and i'm one of those people that at work would you know when people are talking about you know the 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 weekend games i'm like oh sports ball Mm -hmm. and kind of be very dismissive and i'm like no that's not fair because that's their fandom that's their their geekiness and they're entitled to that so yeah no i completely agree with you and I always make fun of my husband and his Packers cosplay, I call it. <laughs> because on Sundays, yes. all he does is he wears all of his Packers gear that he owns. And it's, I'm sorry, it's your cosplay. Now, now is your husband uh, geeky and into all the stuff that you're into? He's not quite as into it as I am, but he really likes like Lord of the Rings. And mm-hmm. um, he also watches Game of Thrones with me. and. Um, so he gets some into the geeky. He's just not, he doesn't costume. I want not cosplaying with you. No, no. I once got him to go to Renfest in a costume and that was about as far as we got. <laughs> I'm working on my, my husband to, I, I want to start doing some steampunk and I'm, I'm slowly kind of prodding him to see if he'll, uh, he'll join me on that. But I, I understand that. I understand <laughs> the struggle. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's okay. We can all have our own things. He's really into the math. The math part's him. He's why I'm into baseball. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So now do you have any projects you're working on right now? Oh yes. Always projects. Um, (laughs) the major one I'm working on right now is, uh, we're going to Walt Disney world, bringing my daughter there for the first time. Oh, cool. And we're going for Dapper Day, which means I need dresses. And we're all going to be adorable 1950s clothes. And now I just have to actually make that happen. So I'm working on all of our uh, Disney bounding outfits. Nice. And then I also made a Resistance Pilot costume right before the premiere of The Last Jedi. I, mm-hmm. I had been working on it for two years, and I think I finished it like a week before the premiere. And it needs rework things just don't quite fit so i've been working on making things fit for now or whether or not i want to do a get a new fabric and just redo the whole thing um so those are the the major things i'm working right now now as a cosplayer and a costumer do you find yourself doing that a lot just are you are you your own worst critic oh absolutely i definitely know everything that's wrong with my costume but for the most part when I'm done with a costume, I'm done. I, I reach a point where I just say, you know what? I know I have all these other things that need to be fixed about it. I don't care. It's it's staying the way it is. This is honestly the first time where I'm actually going back and fixing a costume to make it better. And even more so, redoing it. I have never redone a costume. Oh, wow. I'm kind of a lazy cosplayer. <laughs> well, it's hard. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of time and 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 work, and sometimes that just doesn't come together in in time for what you want it to be. Absolutely, and honestly, I'd rather move on to the next project. Mm-hmm, because there's mm-hmm. so many since I have so many geeky things I'm into, 
I don't want to focus so much on one costume and then not be able to make, you know, all these other 20 some costumes that I want to do someday. Now, do you have a Holy Grail costume that you, you will tackle someday, but you just haven't gotten to it yet? Oh, yes. Um, I can't remember what this one's called, but it's the Queen Amidala dress that she wears when she is asking the Senate to please help her uh, planet, help Naboo. And it's got that big red velvet uh, like cape on. And mm-hmm. it's got the, uh, uh, the headdress that has the stuff hanging down off the sides of it. Um, that is definitely something I've looked into how it was made. And I mean, it was made using vintage fabric that you can't actually buy anymore because they bought all of that was ever made. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's just not going to happen, but trying to figure out what I could use instead, how I can make it work. I always, I always loop back to that one. That that's a that's I can see why because that's a very complex intricate and I had no idea that you couldn't even buy the fabric for it so that's that's crazy it's it's insane they they went so over the top on Padme's costumes where the stuff that they were using is just insane and you could tell they had a budget mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was it was quite the deal that's awesome any any other ones in the future that you're looking to uh to possibly dig into? Well, I'm kind of still working on making a stormtrooper. Uh, I've, I've owned the armor for, I think three or four years now and mm-hmm. it just hasn't gotten put together. So that one's always out there. Um, there's also Shakti. She was uh, one of the characters from the prequels and she's pretty cool. And she's got a lot of leather work in her costume. That's more tooling. So oh, that's cool. You know, that would at least play into what I'm really good at. Was she one of the Jedi? Yes. She had the um Togru- Togruta? Toru- I don't remember how to say her species. But she okay. has the blue horns and then the tails that come down. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was picturing. It's very cool. I love her costume. But now, I do you do a lot of the makeup with it too? I'll have to. I usually avoid any costume that requires makeup because I suck at it. Uh huh. Um, I am not one of those girls that ever got into makeup. <laughs> that, well, the problem is the only makeup I learned how to do was for theater. Right. And if you wear stage makeup in real life, people give you really funny looks. Yeah, it doesn't look. It doesn't look anything like what it's supposed to look like on stage. No. So I chose not makeup then. Yeah, no, I just, for me, it's like, the, the, I, I have not done cosplay. It's something that I'd like to get into, but, you know, I'm, I'm still a little, a little bit of a newbie, so I haven't started it yet, but I've always kind of thought the two big things I don't want to do in cosplay is make it really heavy and hot because mm-hmm. I don't want to be uncomfortable all day. And with that, I don't want my face smeared with grease. Like, I don't want to, nope. and if I can at all help it, I do not want to feel, I don't want to feel uncomfortable all day. You're already going to be, you know, semi uncomfortable because you're not wearing your normal clothes, but you know, I don't want to, I would not, I would not want to go to a convention and be, you know, in full makeup and a heavy, like that just seems horrible. Oh, it is. And then you add a wig on top of that and right. Nothing about it is breathing. It's horrible. But that's what I love about Harry Potter cosplay. People are just wearing normal clothes. Right. I, I have an Infidora Tonks costume that is, I'm like one part away from finishing it. It's just normal boots and a jacket, and I have pockets, and it's amazing. I think I'm going to have to wear a wig with it, but that's okay, because the rest of it's just so comfortable and normal. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, and you were mentioning Disney bounding earlier, too, and that my, my students will sometimes do that, and, uh, and that's a fun way to kind of bring your, your cosplay into your everyday life, so that's mm-hmm. cool. I'm very jealous that my daughter gets to actually wear costumes at Disney. Yes. <laughs> oh to be young again <laughs> so true so true well thank you amanda for sharing all that with us i really really appreciate that and it's it's good to get to know you a little bit better thank you. um we're going to move on to our weekly geekery what we did this week uh in in our our geeky habits um i played a lot of wow i'm a big world of warcraft player so we're i'm, I'm slowly working my way through some of the end game material that um, I'm finally accessing, accessing because I've gotten a, 
I took about a two year or not a two year, about a year break. And uh, so I'm playing catch up a little bit. Nice. Now you get yeah, to binge. Yes. Now I get to binge and, uh, and trying to get in as much time as possible, <laughs> which is not <laughs> always easy. Um, also, um, I don't know if you watch a lot of television or, or any of the BBC stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. My, my, uh, family and I have started watching. We, it, it started with Shetland, which is, um, kind of a detective, uh, series that takes place on the Shetland Islands in Scotland. And we've moved on to Broadchurch with David Tennant. I love David Tennant and I love Broadchurch. Uh, we're, we're one episode away from finishing season three and <laughs> like it all inevitably it gets to where we're really should be going to bed and <laughs> somebody will look up and go, can we do one more? <laughs> and yep. last night they were, yeah, last night they were like, you do realize that that leaves us with just one episode left to catch up on. <laughs> like, yeah, but uh, my, my in-laws live with us right now where their house is being remodeled. And so we we've been trying to find stuff that, that we can all watch together. And, and the, the British uh, detective series have been a great boon for us because we have just devoured that. I mean, we, we had uh, my husband's niece and, and grandnephew out last week. And after he went to bed, he's five. Um, she joined us. And so she's been sending us texts going, Oh my God, I'm binging the last season of Broadchurch over here because we got her stuck with the second season. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> now that one uh, David Tennant just has his regular Scottish accent, doesn't he? Does his regular Scottish accent, and he's just a jerk. <laughs> he's just a jerk. <laughs> I think it's so weird hearing him without a British accent. Yeah, and it's heavy. Like sometimes we'll we'll back up and we'll go, okay, what did he say again? And I I've I've been tempted to turn on the closed captioning because it's a heavy broke. <laughs> I I do think it's interesting that we can understand him better when he's doing a different accent. Right. Right. And my fav- favorite thing about the entire series is uh, Ellie Miller. Mm-hmm. She, she's just like her facial expressions and the crap that she gives him just it, like you cannot smile more than when she's on screen. She's just an amazing actress. They work so well together. That cast. is. They amazing. really do. It really is. It's, it's uh, we, 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 we've, my my grand or my niece was saying that you know the first two seasons she's like oh my god the only place you're able to meet in this town is the beach <laughs> because every important conversation seems to take place in the beach. <laughs> but, so there's there's definitely things you can kind of poke at and 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 laugh about, but but they're really good at just kind of ending where you have to watch the next episode right away because it's just you have to know what happened. Yep. Yep. Yes. So I've been doing that and um and yeah, we went to we they they left on Wednesday, so uh we took the little guy to um to Disneyland on Monday. And that was fun. I hadn't seen that. They've done a lot of Star Wars stuff in Tomorrowland because oh, they haven't fun. opened up Star Wars yet. But I I am so jealous that you can just go to Disneyland. Just up and yeah. go over there. <laughs> <laughs> so it is so expensive and it's so crowded. And we went in the raid and we were like, oh, this will this will scare away the crowds. This will be great. And no, it was still <laughs> crowded. And now we're wet. Yep. So my husband's like, all right, you can go when, when Star Wars Land opens, but we're <laughs> we're not doing this very much more. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. We're planning to go back after Star Wars has been open for about a year. We're gonna, That's not a bad idea. Yeah, we're going to let things cool down a little bit from that. And, you know, it'll suck that everyone else gets to see it first, but sometimes those crowds are just insane. Right. And it, there's something to be said about getting a friend who's gone and going, all right, give me the, the ins and outs so that I'm not making mistakes and I can actually go through and enjoy it mm-hmm. the, the most optimal way. <laughs> well, it's great on my team at work. There's like four of us who seem to just always go to Disney. Mm-hmm. And one of them's actually a member and he goes multiple times a year. 
But it's so nice because then we're all talking about it together and we make sure Mm -hmm. we're doing the right fast passes and going to the right places for dinner. And it just makes it so much easier to not have to read. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. I don't have to research on five different blogs to find out which thing someone else thinks is great. Mm -hmm. You know, I can have my one blog and my team at work. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So how about you? What did you geek out about this week? Well, we're kind of going through a similar thing right now with True Blood, where oh, nice. we are about four episodes from finishing the entire thing. And so we just keep doing the, how late can we stay up tonight? Can we fit in one more episode and still be uh-huh. functional in the morning? So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're we're there. We are so dang close. Uh, we kind of started this one after Game of Thrones ended, and we're like, we need something. Mm-hmm. Because now Game of Thrones is gone and it's just left this void in our lives uh, that we can't get back for over another year. Now, have you watched uh, The Gifted? I haven't. Um, the main character in that is the guy who plays Vampire Bob in True Blood. Oh, funny! And I'm, st- I'm 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 a good halfway through the season because it just it's it just came back from its um, mid season break. And it's still very hard to not picture him as Vampire Bob. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's like this, you know, former lawyer. His kids are mutants. He's, you know, trying to help the the mutant underground. And um, and I'm like, but it's Vampire Bob. Like, he shouldn't That's be out in the funny. sun. This is weird. <laughs> we were looking up what movies other people are in right now. And we looked up Jason Stackhouse. And he mm-hmm. was in every horrible movie that has ever come out. Like, I've never yes. even heard of these movies, and they have the terribly photoshopped covers. So we, I think we need to have a Jason Stackhouse marathon where we just watch <laughs> all of the bad movies. That's really, yeah, he has been in – because my, my husband and I were like, oh, let's see what some of the other characters were in. So we'd watch them, and we're like, yeah, we can't. We can't do this. <laughs> this oh, is God. not going to work for us. <laughs> Too much other good TV on. Exactly. There's already not enough time to see it all, so no. Yeah. I also just finished uh, watching Westworld. That oh, cool. Now, do you only have the first season, or is the second season out? Uh, I don't know if the second season's out yet, but I just finished okay. the first one. And that, think? that was messed up. Yeah. I, I'm still not sure what what's up, what's down. I am so confused. I need to rewatch at least... I should just probably rewatch the entire thing. That's that's heavy. Yeah, it's such a great <laughs> concept, though. Um, the other show that's like that, it's also I, – I can't remember if it's BBC or, or uh, Canadian television, but it's um, Human or Humans. Oh, yeah. And it, it's got the guy from, um, from Merlin. Okay. And uh, it's kind of that same thing, but instead of being a, a park where the the robots are are there for whatever humans want to use them for, the the androids are are like your gardener and your housemaid, and and uh, it's kind of it deals with a lot of the same issues and ideas. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I have to check this out. Now I have three more shows that I have to look into. So thank you that's, for this. <laughs> that, that's, that's what we do here. <laughs> All right. I was getting too caught up on things. So I got to have more to add to the list. Very cool. Anything else you were, you were doing this week? Well, I just finished my clash of clans war for this week. Oh, nice. I was able to get us five out of six stars. It was very exciting. <laughs> um, I also had our customers for a cause board meeting yesterday which we'll talk about more, but that's always super nerdy, just getting a bunch of nerds into a room. I mean, at one point, I'm telling people, I'm asking people that to read the bylaws, and I just said, page turner, it is not. (laughs) So it's just great, because you can say things like that, and you're in a room of people that get it, whereas I'll be at work, and I'll say something like that. And even though there's a few nerds that are just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's uh, that's fun. But otherwise, we're also working on our uh, Olympics party. My husband and I always host one whenever there's Olympics going on. Well, that's cool. Yeah, nothing super athletic involved, but it's always fun games. My husband goes way over the top and creates all these brackets and round robin tournaments because that's just the stuff he loves. Mm hmm. 
So we just let him go with that. But it always ends up being a fun time. Let's see. Yeah, because they're coming up, aren't they? And are they February? Yep. Yep. That's that's exciting. I I enjoy the Olympics. The um the project that we're just finishing um next week with my students, we do a semester long project with them, and they do a kind of Olympic themed um, project. So each group gets put into a country. This kid gets put into a country group and they have to like make the flag of their country and t-shirts to represent their country and a mascot to represent their country. And, um, there's, there's other content related stuff as well, but they, um, we will do like an opening ceremonies and then we work with the PE teachers to have them do, I think, soccer and volleyball and track and field. And that's awesome. We do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a fun culminating activity for them. So the entire week next week, I will be doing a faux, a faux Olympics for, uh, for school. That's cool. I, I love the Olympics just for the fact that you're bringing so many different people together in one place. Oh yeah. But you all have this common goal of wanting to win. Yeah. And it's just, it's so interesting to me. And we make, when the people come in, they have to choose a flag and we have our own little, ridiculous opening ceremony and closing ceremony it's, it's so stupid and it's so much fun well that's and that's i mean the, the cool thing is that everybody is is playing along and getting into it because that's that's what makes it fun if you're if you're the guy who's like oh well, this is dumb then then well why are you here yeah <laughs> like you have to dive in wholeheartedly and stuff like that because that's what makes it great Mm-hmm. well that's awesome yeah well, very cool. Well, we are going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Costumers for a Cause. Sounds good. All right. Be right back. I'm Void. And I'm Beach, And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Comics. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on The Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for The Comic Box, each week, right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. Hey everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we're the hosts of the podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture. We try to have a female perspective on things, but we really just talk about anything we like. What are some recent topics we've done, Katie? Uh, well, we've talked about girl power songs, Wonder Woman, Veronica Mars, young adult fiction novels, San Diego Comic Con, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and start listening today. And we're back. And before we get too far into anything, I did want to kind of throw out uh, a couple of little bits of news. Uh, we don't we don't overly publicize on on the Geek to Geek Network. We try to um, kind of do word of mouth, but. Um, there are a couple of ways that you could help us out if you're fans of the network or any of the shows on the network. Um, of course, the, the, the easiest thing and the thing that you can always do is rate and review on whatever platform you are listening on. It really does help us all out. Um, also, I don't know if, if the listeners here listen to Bij's uh, Geek Fitness podcast, but he's, he's rebranding a little bit. He's going as Running Shoes TV. Uh, I'm sorry, runningshoes.tv. And, uh, and so he's trying to do a little bit more YouTube stuff. So definitely go give him uh, a look, check him out and, uh, and give him some support because it's always a little nerve wracking to switch your, your brand up a little bit. And, uh, and I, we want him to do, uh, uh, be successful in this new endeavor. So go, go support him. And then, um, I'm going to put a link in today's show notes. Um, because BuzzFeed is doing a promotional thing where if you comment on the article that I'm putting in the show notes uh, with the podcasts you listen to, they may feature them on an article. 
through BuzzFeed. So if you enjoy Geekitude or the Geek to Geek podcast or the Comic Box with Rob or Tea Time with uh, Katie and Chelsea or Geek Fitness Health Hacks now now rebranded as RunningShoes.tv, go go comment and and give us a little boost because even if people even if we don't make it onto the list, people will be scrolling through looking for for new shows to watch. And if you enjoy our show, um, go ahead and throw it up there. And that's it. Um, we're going to now talk about Costumers with a Cause, which I'm very excited to learn all about. So, Amanda, you're up. What is Costumers with a Cause? So, sorry, I should have caught this earlier, but it's Costumers for a Cause. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, you got the important part. There's costumes. It's a cause. Uh, <laughs> it's an organization that some of my close friends and I started uh, maybe back in, I want to say 2015, the original idea came mm-hmm. from my friend Rick and he rallied the troops to start an organization where our, our goal is to assist the charitable community by making their mm-hmm. events better. So that means like helping um, the American Cancer Society make their event amazing by bringing customers there to interact with the guests. So we're not necessarily putting on the events all the time. We're just making them better Um, and really just trying to help all those other people that are doing amazing things. Like the American Cancer Society, we love what they are doing. So we want to support them. And this is the best way that we know how to support them because we're all customers and we all just want to make people happy. Um, This really... The reason we needed an organization to kind of be the central part of it is because what this started out as, there were just so many different uh, costume groups all over the place. So you had, Mm -hmm. like, you've already got 501st and Rebel Legion. They're pretty set. They're doing well. But in our area, we had the Minnesota Force, Minnesota Superheroes United. We had the Royal Sisterhood. They were these great organizations but they weren't really connected. So customers for a cause created a place where they can connect. We can all, we have a 501 C three. So we're an official nonprofit. uh, And so they can use that to help get them into more events. And it also helps people who are doing the planning of events. So when someone from the leukemia society contacts us, they can just contact customers for a cause. They don't have to try to contact all these different groups and try to coordinate through all these different groups and say the same thing three times. They can just contact us. So it makes their, yeah. And it makes their life easy. It makes our life easy. And we're, everyone just gets to do what they want to do. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I've really enjoyed seeing the way that this organization is building. We're still very much in our infancy. Um, you know, I talked earlier about the bylaws. We're still getting used to our bylaws, our procedures. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool watching an organization get built from the ground up. And we're already, we have a really close relationship with our local children's hospital. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing because we get to walk in there and see these kids. And yeah, of course, I've started crying a few times when I've seen these kids because they're just going through these horrible things. But the fact that I get to put a smile on their face means so much to me. It's amazing. Right. And that's awesome. Yeah. And it, so it's mutual. They, I, I, I enjoy making them happy. They enjoy seeing us. It's, um, wow. I'm just getting really sappy here, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay because, because it's true. I mean, uh, you know, you're, you're taking something that, that is, is tragic and, and sad and, and you're, you're making it a positive, um, experience for all involved. And, you know, it's good for them because they, they get a little bit of a reprieve from thinking about what they're going through. And, and, you know, some people argue that, that nobody's altruistic, altruistic. You do it for the feeling that being good gives you. And that's, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Absolutely. As long as you're just doing something good with well, that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, the, uh, you, you mentioned a bunch of different groups mm-hmm. that were were now are they do you guys kind of just organize their groups and they still exist on their own or 
um, or have they kind of been absorbed into uh, customers for a cause? So one thing that we really wanted to make sure we were very clear about was that customers for a cause isn't going to take over your organization. Mm -hmm. We are a separate entity that is there to help your group. We have created uh, pr pretty strict guidelines for how to interact with our group. Like you have to have somebody on the board. You have to go to board meetings. Um, but not everyone in the group needs to. So mm -hmm. we're just making sure that it's a really good balanced relationship. But pretty much everybody that was in those groups is now just a part of customers for a cause. There's very few people who are on our board yet that aren't from one of those groups. So it's a really mm -hmm. good partnership. And the fun part is now we're actually reaching out beyond those groups, which is really exciting. So that's a really good sign that we're starting to grow and really create a good base. Now, do you find that those groups are starting to in intermingle? And if somebody needs somebody for their, um, their particular cosplay group, they're looking for somebody to fill in a hole. Do, do you find them kind of interacting on that, that level and, and pulling, you know, Hey, you would make a really good, this character, you know, can you come, you know, work with us in, on that, even if you're not part of our group right now? Absolutely. And in, in Minnesota, we have a really strong geeky group. And mm -hmm. there was already so much crossover between these costuming groups. Um, I someday hope to be in the, I'm so I'm only a part of the Minnesota force at this time. Mm -hmm. I someday hope to make a princess costume or a superhero costume, just not yet. Um, but well, and I, I should really give you an introduction to these groups. So Minnesota force is a star Wars fan group in Minnesota. Uh, mm -hmm. it's mostly, all of these are mostly in the twin cities just because that is the hub of Minnesota. Right. Right. And so Minnesota force is actually a fan group. They do more than costuming. They also do, uh, they have book club, they play games. We get together and just do non nerdy things with our nerds. So that's fun. Oh, we're going to go bowling soon in our costumes. And that sounds amazing. That that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> it should be. I can't wait to see the pictures. I will be doing the Yule Ball instead in my Harry Potter costume. So you can already see there's all these different groups going on. Right. But then we have the Minnesota Superheroes United. And they are the superhero group. They, they do Marvel and DC. And their group is pretty much just costuming. They of course also get together outside of the costuming, but mostly just costumes. And then the Royal sisterhood, it, it started as strictly a princess group, but now it's expanded mm -hmm. to be um, any of the Disney friends. So someone there has a Mickey mouse costume or Olaf or something like that. And what I really like about the Royal sisterhood is they do not it, – it's tough with um, princess groups because so often people want you to look exactly like the princess. Right. And this group really embraces that princesses come in every shape and size. And it's just – it's really cool. And the kids love it. I, I think – That's awesome. I can even notice that sometimes when I'm in my Jedi costume and I'm wearing my glasses. Another kid with glasses sees me and they're like, look – that Jedi wears glasses like I do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, just little things like that can really help shape a child's viewpoint. And I love it. So those are the three groups. They're all fantastic. Um, there's a lot of crossover between the groups and they've all been great partners with customers for a cause. Uh, we are currently, we're always open to getting new groups. And right now we're uh, working with the Marauders Minnesota, which is a new Harry Potter group that has started up. So we're working with them to see if it'll be a good fit for them to join in the customers for a cause. And we'll see how that goes. I think it's going to be great. That's awesome. It's so, it's so cool to have um, access to so many, honestly, so many geeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's neat that you, you have all that. Um, what are some of the events that are coming up for you guys? So we have our launch party coming up, which is going to be amazing. We are planning this party as a way to, first of all, invite the community to just come hang out with us. Anybody around mm -hmm. is invited. There's no age limit. 
Uh, there's no ticket price. Everyone's just free to come and hang out with us. And we have, it's definitely geared towards kids because we have craft time. We have uh, photos that kids can take with all the different characters running around. We'll have stations set up so you can interact with characters in that space. Uh, so like the Star Wars group will have a cantina. Mm-hmm. And that'll it's just going to be so much fun. But then it also provides the charitable community an opportunity to see how we operate. So we're inviting people from like the Make-A-Wish Foundation to come and see what we have to offer so that the next time they have a little kid who really likes Spider-Man, they know that they can call us and we're going to get Spider-Man to that kid. Right. We will drop everything to get Spider-Man to that kid. <laughs> That's neat. That, now, that if you're setting up cantinas and, and spaces for these people to interact, it sounds like you have more than costumers in your uh, staple of, of help. <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of our customers have such a diverse set of skills. I mean, some people are just amazing with building so people have been able to design these, um, the cantinas, the tables, uh, the backdrops. Um, people, some people are really good at modeling, and they can make some of these amazing models that go with it. And mm-hmm. it's just so fun to be able to put all of this together and have so many people see it. So mm-hmm. it's going to be the event's going to be amazing. It's free, open to the public. It's actually on February seventeenth at the Halley Q Brown Community Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. All right. And I'll try and get some, uh, some links into the show notes. So if people want to go check it out, they'll, they'll have an easy access yes. to it. And we're all over Facebook. That was my big thing. I social media rules the world. We need to be on Facebook. <laughs> it, it really does. You really have to, you really have to have a, a social media presence to do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And I'm, I'm fine with that. So I wanted to to talk a little bit about the the cosplay because I, we've we've had cosplay episodes before, but it's always kind of fun to to talk to individuals about how how they get into it and how they um, approach it. How did how did you get into to cosplay? How did you get started? Well, like I had mentioned, I've been costuming pretty much my entire life. Uh, my mom taught me as a ver- at a very early age how to sew. And then in school, they were still teaching sewing classes, so I was able to tune that a little more. Uh, I made a couple of Renaissance dresses. Uh, But it's kind of funny because I actually just on Facebook, it showed that I've met Neil seven years ago. And Neil is the guy who I met at Target. And he's like, have have you ever heard of the Minnesota Force? (laughs) (laughs) And so... It was through the Minnesota Force that I was pulled into like the Rebel Legion and the 501st, and I didn't even know there was a group of people that were taking their costuming to the next level like this, where they were trying to make things absolutely perfect as they could, and that there was more I could do with my costumes than just go out on Halloween. So, as I say, seven years ago is when I stopped having money, because I just <laughs> cosplay. Um, but it's just been so fun. Jocasta new is my first, um, uh, what do they call it? My first accepted costume into the rebel Legion. I was in rebel mm-hmm. Legion first. Uh, for those who don't know, that is the Jedi librarian. Don't worry. Nobody knows her. I, I once a year have somebody recognize me in that costume and that's all I need for the year. It's great. I, I am I am looking it up right now because it sounds that is an awesome costume. <laughs> so um, so the original one is actually uh, it's cool because it's it's comfortable because it's a Jedi that actually wears a skirt and her tabards have this really cool design on it that I really liked and I actually just did it all with sharpies and it looks really good. But now recently we thought she was dead, but she's actually come back. In the Darth Vader comic books, we found out she is alive and she is badass. Like, she is in all gray. She's gone gray Jedi. She carries this giant gun now. It. I have to make her new costume because 
That's that's awesome. <laughs> and I see I see some people. She was apparently a uh, a Snoke uh, contender. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> people were trying to put put her as as Snoke. <laughs> you know. I I don't disagree with them. <laughs> when you compare those two side by side, I see it. I see it. This is awesome. I didn't know this kids cuz I'm not into the I don't know the extended universe very well. So, um I'm I'm looking at these pictures and um what a great costume, what a great character to learn something more about. I'm I'm intrigued and must research. It's really now. fun. And she's snarky because she gets to tell Obi-Wan Kenobi that his planet doesn't exist. <laughs> and I get to yell at kids for not returning their books on time to the library. It's uh, actually a really fun costume to wear. Now, do you do the gray hair or any age makeup? I do sometimes. Because, you know, it's fun to whip out that theater makeup. And um, yeah. I, I'll do the scar sometimes with a little bit of the aging uh, aging was actually one of my favorite things when I was in theater because I love working with the highlights and the shadows. I just think that part of mm-hmm. it's really fun. Um, but most often I just wear my normal hair because I'm a lazy costumer. <laughs> and most people don't know who I am well, anyway. I'm so a, I'm looking at a few people who, who have, have cosplayed her because there are pictures there. I'm one of them. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, uh, and very few have done the hair. I mean, they do the the up bun with mm-hmm. the, the the kind of Asian the yep. Asian bun, but uh, but no, not a, not a lot of age makeup nope. or gray hair. So, but it's it's a fun one. My next costume was a Jawa, so that I could join the five o first, and that one was oh, really nice. fun to me too. I'm a little tall for a Jawa though, but it's okay. It's more of like <laughs> costuming outside your body. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yes, which we were talking about at our break, which I had said that I was thinking that maybe my first costume uh, would be uh, the Last Jedi Luke because I could actually, you know, have the beard and body type to pull it off. Though uh, um, not not so much the hair. I would have to wig that. That would be that. That's that's pretty pretty crazy hair. Um, But yeah, I mean, you were talking about not not worrying about body type for for cosplay you want to talk about that a little bit yeah i just it's something that i always continue to struggle with because even though i don't think anyone should have to stick to their body type when they costume and i think it's great when people don't and i i think it's great to see uh, the ways that people will make a costume fit them i think it's amazing Mm -hmm. no matter who you are and i also love uh gender bending or even just when a woman wears a straight up man's costume. I vice versa. I just think it's great to just costume who you love, but I have a hard time Mm -hmm. with it. I still have a hard time going outside my body type for a costume. Even though I tell other people they should do it. I still have a hard time with it myself, but I I feel like I'm getting better at it. Say I went from cosplaying as Dolores Umbridge to cosplaying as Tonks. So, you know, going with somebody that maybe isn't my body type, but I really like Tonks. Because she has purple mm-hmm, hair. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want purple hair? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, there there does have to be a confidence in your your own self and your own self image to to be comfortable with that. Because I'm I'm the same way. I'm like, go do whatever you want to do. But I would not be caught dead cosplaying right now. As, as I think the example I gave is, I don't want to be the fat Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I want to. That's not what I want to be seen as. Yeah. So I, I I give mad props to anybody who can. Um, you know, feel, feel confident enough to, to cosplay the character that they love, even though they don't match the body type. Yeah, absolutely. Now where, if I I would not be doing uh, cosplay justice, if I did not ask, where does somebody begin if they're going to get into this? I would say you need to find, find your nerds, Um, find a group of people who are, if if you're really passionate about Star Wars costuming, Find a local Star Wars group that you can talk to because, like I said, I never really got into cosplay until I met people who were into cosplay. And then Mm -hmm. once you're in that community, people can help you and you're not just there yourself. You have people that are willing to give you opinions, help you through it. They can point you to the right the right help, you know, so you're getting all the best Mm -hmm. props and fabric and everything. 
because so few so few costumes have never been done before. So there's always someone to help you. Right. And there's no reason you not take that help. I know sometimes it can be hard to ask for help, but take it. <laughs> That's awesome. Because, yeah, I hear a lot of, you know, check online for this, but I, I haven't heard a lot of people recommend going to groups. I think people are a little worried about um, the clickishness that I think we see from like a lot of cosplay, a lot of cosplayers have kind of positioned themselves as being um, the ones who try and do it semi-professionally kind of set themselves mm-hmm. up as being these big personalities. And I think there's a lot more that we don't hear about that just do it for fun and uh, are part of these kind of groups. And I think um, there's that intimidation factor of, oh, well, I don't know that I'm that good yet. And and I think what I'm hearing from you is you don't have to be, that you can um, go in as an individual just starting out in one of these groups and they're going to say, yeah, come on, we need another person to help us do this stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen people who are like chemical engineers make amazing costumes and you would never think, Oh, I should ask the chemical engineer for help rather than the person who does costuming for a living. But everybody has great ideas and everybody can do this. And it just, it's just so fun. <laughs> it's so fun seeing all these different things that people can do, even though it's not its not what they have a master's in. Right. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Amanda, for sharing all this. I hope everybody uh, checks out uh, Costumers for a Cause. Is there any plans on taking this outside of, uh, of Minnesota? We would absolutely love to. Um, we're definitely not at a place to do that yet. But a lot of places have similar groups. I believe there's a similar group uh, in Chicago that does a very similar thing. And and like I said, 501st and Rebel Legion, they're everywhere. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to expand customers for a cause. That's definitely the dream. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on getting this amazing group started. And um, and we'll, we'll have to check back and see how, how you guys are doing in a little bit. Thank you. Awesome. Any shout outs for this week? So I have to give some customers for a cause shout outs to Chris and Phil, because those two people and customers for a cause do so much work behind the scenes. And I feel like they just do not get seen enough. So I want everyone to know how awesome they are and how much they help me out. Awesome. I have to give a shout out to our mutual friend, Rob. Uh, Rob from the comic <laughs> box for uh, setting this interview up because uh, I, I really enjoyed talking to you today. And I have to say, Rob has been MVP this week. Um, we have a, a Slack channel on, uh, on Slack. So you can, you can interact with anybody on the network. We're always on there because we, we have it open while we're supposed to be working. And, uh, and somebody, I think it was Rob posted that you can family guy yourself and so you can make a little family guy person of your of yourself. And, of course, we're all um, posting our versions. And anybody who's been in Slack or anybody who follows geek to geek knows that Void is is not big on giving his identity out. Uh, and, and so nobody really knows what Void looks like. And his his avatar is the green mushroom from from Super Mario Brothers. So Rob did this wonderful job of photoshopping a green mushroom onto a family guy. It, it looked amazing and it completely <laughs> made my day. So if you have not joined our Slack channel, that in and of itself should be motivation to go see our interpretation of what we think Void all looks like. So go check it out. Uh, coming up next week, we'll be talking to Titarian from the Peacekeepers podcast. It is the other classic WoW podcast out there, um, you know, mine being the other one. And so uh, the two, you know, my, mine's an in a solo venture. And so I said, well, I can't have you on mine because I don't interview people, but I interview people on Geektitude. And so I promise at this point I will – interview the classic wow guy and then i will stop talking about it on this podcast (laughs) because i'm sure there are people who are tired of hearing me hear classic wow on this podcast but that's coming up next week and it should be a lot of fun he's a great guy 
All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the Geek2Geek network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows such as Geek2Geek podcast, RunningShoes.tv, The Comic Box, and Tea Time with Kitty and Chelsea. And make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash Geek2GeekCast. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Amanda, where can we find you? So you can find Customers for a Cause on Facebook. We have a page there, also on Instagram. And our website is customersforacause.org. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I, I really am very excited about your, your group. I, I hope to be out to Minnesota because other than Rob and Void, we have a couple of other friends out there and we'll definitely have to come out and check, check you guys out. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Awesome. For all of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? (sighs) Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. That theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack Podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brandon Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out.